welcome to the Moxie Tribe Devotional Podcast, Season 5. The Moxie Tribe is a girl tribe for women wanting more out of life. We set goals together. We cheer each other on. We pray for one another. And we study God's Word. Are you ready to open God's Word and to see what He has for you? Are you ready to wake, pray, and slay the giants in your life? Well, come on, let's go. Well, good morning, gorgeous. I hope you're having a wonderful day. It is way in Wednesday, and y'all know I went out of town and I ate some yummy food. So I got to get back on track because I had to weigh in (laughs) this morning. But hey, that's life. You know, we live this life. Sometimes we got to have fun. Sometimes we got to eat the cake. Sometimes we've (laughs) got to eat the steak and then get right back on and get control back, okay? Yep, that's what we got to do. All right, I hope that you are excited about today's message because I'm super excited to share this with you. I'm I'm getting ready to set some of y'all free. You want to be set free? Let's be set free in Jesus' name. All right. Thank you for joining the Moxie Tribe Devotional Podcast. The title of today's message is Shame off you. How many times in your life have you heard the phrase, shame on you? And maybe you've said it a time or two, either joking or trying to correct someone in a playful way. I think it's kind of funny how we take it upon ourselves to set a standard of what is shameful and what is not. Like, let's really talk about it, all joking aside. Some of us really think we can shame other people. Um, I've probably thought that, I'm sure I have, that I can take it upon myself to set a standard that's either shameful or not. And then we think it's okay to place shame on not only ourselves, but we think it's okay to shame other people. And along with that shaming, sometimes we shun, right? I have to wonder if Jesus said this to the, I have to wonder if Jesus had said shame on you to the woman at the well or to the woman caught in adultery or to Mary when she didn't get up and help Martha with the dishes that night. I have to wonder what those women would have said back to him if he had said shame on you. And you know, he didn't say that. And because he didn't say that, why do we think we have the right to place shame on others, either openly or secretly? Jesus always prayed for the sinner, blessed them and said, go and sin no more. I honestly can't remember reading anywhere that he shamed any sinner that came to him knowing they were guilty of sin. 
It's because shame doesn't save anyone. Grace does. Do you think the woman at the well would have reacted differently if Jesus had said, I know what you are and you should be ashamed of yourself? I'm sure the woman either heard that or sensed that from everyone. That's probably why she always went to the well after everyone was gone. She wanted to avoid the shameful looks and the shameful whispers. Jesus was different. He told her everything about her without condemning her. But then he offered her something better than she'd ever had. He offered her something better. Maybe we aren't winning the lost around us or in our family because all we're doing is shaming them. How often do we show them something better than what they already have? They already have the shame. Why aren't we offering them something more? It's time we have what Jesus had and offer something different. And to give better, you have to have better yourself. Take a really close look when someone is shaming you. They may be pointing at you, but that's because they don't want to look at themselves and own their own shame. Take a good look at yourself. Why do you feel like your sin is forgivable and forgettable? But no one else is. That isn't right, is it? That doesn't go along with forgiveness and forgetting sin. If you're a Christian and you're condemning instead of winning, let me say that again. If you're a Christian and you're condemning instead of winning someone, you're doing it wrong. And me too. If I'm condemning others instead of winning others, I'm doing it wrong. And you know, I'm not sure where we learn to condemn each other. Maybe from our parents, you know, shaming us when we were little. Maybe from the playground. Maybe from the bullies or low self-esteem. But honestly, it doesn't really matter where it came from. You can place the blame on whoever it came from or wherever But that's not going to fix it. Because the one who can fix all of it is far greater than the cause of it. Jesus came to set us free from condemnation. Even the condemnation that came from hearing the law. Romans 8, 1 through 11 says, and I'm just going to paraphrase. I'm not going to read all of those scriptures, but this is where this scripture comes from. It says, with the arrival of Jesus, the Messiah, the fateful dilemma is resolved. Those who enter into Christ's being here for us no longer have to live under continuous condemnation. A new power is on operation. The spirit of life in Christ, like a strong wind, has magnificently cleared the air, freeing you from a faded lifetime of brutal tyranny at the hands of sin and death. God went for the jugular 
when he sent his own son. He didn't deal with the problem as something remote or unimportant. In his son Jesus, he personally took on the human condition. He entered the disordered mess of struggling humanity humanity, in order to set it right once and for all. The law code, weakened as it always was by fractured human nature, could never have done that. The law always ended up being used as a band-aid for sin instead of a deep healing of it. And now what the law code asked for, but we could never get, is accomplished as we, instead of redoubling our own efforts, simply embrace what the Spirit is doing in us. In other words, the law couldn't fix it. That's how deep and dark and ugly sin and humanity had gotten. And when God sent Jesus, he sent the best. And he didn't send Jesus to come in and say, all right now, devil, and to shoo him off. He came in and he went for the jugular. He took on sin, death, hell, and the grave for you. That's what this whole scripture is about. So because of that, you don't have to live in the shame that sin causes anymore or the condemnation that sin causes anymore because Jesus defeated that. Okay? And he's better than the old law. He is the word of God. And he came and he experienced humanity for you just like you. So that you would have a way of escape. If you are hearing a voice of condemnation in your head. When you think of making things right with God. You're not hearing God's voice. That is not how he speaks when he draws you. Sis, until the very last breath you take, the Holy Spirit is drawing you to Him. Drawing you to salvation, forgiveness, to freedom from sin and shame. God isn't going to shame you when He sent His Son to deliver you from shame. Jesus wants to wash you clean. He wants to wash your face, your hands, your feet. He wants to cleanse your heart and your mind He wants to open your eyes to see his goodness. God loves you in spite of your shame. He will never stop wooing you with the hope of salvation and forgiveness. God wants you with him where he is, not separated from him. He loves you in spite of your shame. And he loved you enough to send Jesus to get you out of it. There is now no more condemnation. If the enemy can make you think God doesn't like you, then the enemy wins. He's got you. You have nowhere else to go. If the enemy can convince you that God is ashamed of you because of your past or a sin that you feel trapped in or sin that you are trapped in, then you will always believe that there's no sense in even trying. Sis, God isn't the one speaking those lies to you. God isn't the one shaming you. God isn't the one that's telling you that you're not good enough. God is not telling you that. That is your enemy. God would go to the end of the world for you, and he did. God would fight hell and the devil for you, and he did. God would literally die for you. He would take on death for you 
And he did. And he rose victorious. Sis, he did all of that and more for you. And he won. He rose again victorious just for you. Do you think he did that for himself? And would he do that for somebody he didn't love? He did it for you. Doesn't that sound like, or does that sound like a God that's ashamed of you? That doesn't sound like a God that's ashamed of you. God isn't saying shame on you. He's saying shame off you. If God isn't saying that to you, we should never say that to ourselves or others. God would never save you for something, save you from something, just to put you right back in it. He is saying to you, shame off of you, sis. Shame off you. Why don't we pray about this? God, I just want to thank you so much for your word, for the truth in your word. It's written there. It's in red and black and white. Your word, oh God. The words of Jesus um, and your word telling us that we are no longer in condemnation because Jesus Christ himself came and took care of all the shame, took care of all the guilt, all of the sin. Thank you, God, for your word, for your word that is truth, that is setting us free. I'm just overjoyed this morning at the thought of Jesus taking all my sin and shame upon him, himself and, and conquering it for me. Father, I just pray for the one that's listening to this right now who has felt that weight, that guilt, that shame. Show her that you love her so much, that you died for her, you sent your son for her, to die for her and to get rid of that shame forever. I thank you so much for forgiveness, Jesus. I thank you for each one that's listening to this. I just pray you watch over them, you protect them, you take care of them and their family. God, make each one that's listening to this a witness for you, Jesus. Make them a witness for you. And God, remind us throughout all day today, remind us throughout the day that we are not to be shamed, that you said shame off of you. And I'm so thankful for that. And I ask all of these things for me and for my sisters. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, my beautiful sister, you heard it. No more shame on you. Shame off you. Shame off you, sis. All right, you come back here tomorrow and I will share another fresh word, a devotional from Jesus just to you, right to you, okay? So be sure to join me back here tomorrow. Don't forget how much he loves you, and so do I. Bye.
Thank you for listening to the Moxie Tribe devotional podcast. If you need a prayer partner, a spirit-filled mentor or coach, let me invite you to join the Moxie Tribe. Moxie Mentoring is my full-time ministry. You get 100% commitment from me. When you join the Moxie Tribe, you get month-long coaching, goal-setting, faith-based mentoring, Bible study, and a prayer partner who is dedicated to praying for and encouraging you. Do you need one-on-one accountability? encouragement, and daily motivation to reach that goal? Girl, most of us do. So what's stopping you? Join Moxie Mentoring and we can reach our goals together. Go to www.joinmoxietribe.com to sign up today.